days as we are aware that we are in the time of celebration in Christ's faith tabernacle this is a season of abundance and we are entering into a divine intervention convention so lift up your voice with me and let's begin to bless the Lord for the past 33 years for that which God has ordained for us in this sanctuary for this season in our lives that we are alive to witness the abundance God has ordained for us my God and my master we proclaim your greatness this morning we give you glory honor and adoration O God your word says let everything that has breath praise the Lord praise the Lord praise the Lord Lord because you gave us the breath of life that's why we come into your presence this morning to acknowledge your glory to acknowledge your power to acknowledge your your your, your infinite wisdom your wonders your miracles Lord we bless you we exalt you we give you thanks this morning oh god we give you adoration my god and my master we sing praises to you oh god we sing praises to your name oh god glorify the lord with me exalt his only name oh god the lord has done great things for christ's great tabernacle the lord has done great things for us oh god when we are few but in numbers almighty god you have you have multiplied us oh god father we bless you we bless you we exalt you oh god you have so you are exalted at home, O God, like that of a unicorn, my king and my master. We give you thanks, O God. Father, we give you the adoration this morning, O God. Thank you, O God, for your wonders. Thank you, O God, for your goodness. Thank you, O God, for your kindness. Thank you, O God, for your glory. We ascribe glory and greatness and honor and power unto you, the king of kings, O God. In you there is no variableness or shadows of turning. We bless you, the master planner. We bless you, the life giver. We bless you, the one that turns our life around for your goodness and your glory and your kindness. We magnify your name, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God, for your wonders. Thank you, O oh God, for your healing. Thank you, O oh God, for insight. Thank you, O oh God, for direction. Thank you, O oh God, for the doors you have opened unto us, O oh God. In Christ's great tabernacle, my God and my Father, we can see everything turning around for you. Oh Lord, we bless you. Oh Lord, we bless you. Oh Lord, we give you thanks, O oh God. The God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, Thank you, God, for the divine intervention. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. In that same gratitude and thanks, Second um, Chronicles 29, um, a scripture that we all know that's now constant for us in this house. David praised the Lord in the prayers of the whole assembly. Praise be to you, our God, the God of our Father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor forever and ever, for everything in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours, Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. In that same gratitude and thanks, Let's give in to continue to praise the name of the God of heaven. Father in heaven, we bless you this morning. We praise you, our Abba Father. We glorify your name, the God of our Father Israel. From everlasting to everlasting, you reign victorious forever and ever. Yours, O God, is the greatness and the power. You reign over the whole earth. You reign over the whole universe. The glory and the majesty, the splendor belongs to you. For everything in heaven and on earth, bless your name. We praise you, our Abba Father. You are exalted over all. You are exalted above all nations. 
nations. You are exalted above all the earth. You reign forever and ever. You reign supreme. You reign victorious. We bless you, our Abba Father. Wealth and honor come from you only, O God. It does not come from any man. It does not come from any woman. Wealth comes from you, O God. You are exalted. You reign supreme over the whole earth. You reign over the kings of the earth. In your hands is strength and power. You exalt us. You give us strength. We praise you, our Abba Father. We sing praises to your name. We bow before you, the ancients of days. We bow before you, our maker, the creator of heaven and earth. We sing for joy to the God of heaven. We shout for joy for our Father in heaven is great. We worship you, our God of heaven, with gladness. We come before you with joyful songs. We praise you, our Abba Father. We bow before you, the ancients of days. We join our voice together with the chariots in heaven. We join our voice together with the host in heaven. We join our voice together with the twenty and the four elders. We bow before you, the Lamb of God who sits upon the throne. For only you are worthy to receive glory, to receive honor, to receive power and strength. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving. We enter into your courts with praise. We praise you, our Abba Father. From eternity to eternity, you are God. You've remained God. You've never failed us. In the midst of the darkness, you have showed up. In the midst of the storms, you have showed up. You have remained God in our lives. We bless you, eternal rock of ages. God of Christ the tabernacle, we praise you. God of Apostle eight Lambs, we praise you. God of Abraham, we praise you. God of Jacob, we praise you. The God of Isaac, we adore you. The God of Elijah, we praise you. The God that answered by fire. The God who makes the way that seems to be no way. Our God and our King. Our Helper. Our shield. Our strong tower. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are saved. We thank you because we can run into your name and we can be saved. We can run to you. We can find rest. We praise you Lord Jesus. We glorify you. We bless you ancients of days. Blessed be the name of the God of heaven forever and ever. Lord, we exalt you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Can we go to verse 13? Of the same verse. Now, O God, we give thanks and praise your glorious name. Let's just continue to thank the Lord for his glorious name, his seal that is over us. Thank the Lord because he has covered us with his blood. The Bible verse we read this morning said he took his blood. No more is the blood of animals needed, but Jesus Christ took his blood and he took his blood before the Father and daily he intercedes on our behalf. And so, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, because you daily intercede on our behalf. Thank you, Lord, for the victory that we have in you. Psalm 106 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. You, God, are God that is mighty. Thank you, Lord, your love endures forever. Thank you for your loving kindness that you have poured over us. Thank you for the joy of salvation. Thank you for the peace of God that dwells in our hearts. Thank you, Lord, because your seal is upon us. You are with us in our going out and our coming in. Thank you, Lord, for the victory that we have in your name. Thank you, Lord, because the earth trembles before you. Thank you, Lord, because even before we call upon you, you answer us. Thank you, Lord, as your word goes forth, your word is manifest in our lips in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord, because you have been with Christ's faith tabernacle over these 33 years. Thank you, Lord, you have showered your blessing upon us. Thank you, Lord, for the children that you have given unto us. You have made them signs and wonders. Thank you, Lord, because you have made us indeed a sign and a wonder. Thank you for your seal. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory and all the praise. Bless Thank you, Lord. We remember you. We remember your favor. Thank you, Lord, for your favor that surrounds us like a 
shield. Thank you, Lord, for your seal that is upon us. Lord, we thank you for your glory that canopies over us. We give you all the glory and all the praise and all the adoration. Thank you, Lord, because you level mountains before us. We give you glory. Thank you for the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory and all the praise and all the adoration. We say thank you, Lord, for your manifestation in our midst. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you, Lord, because you stretched out your hands and you healed us. Oh, God of heaven, we bless you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, oh God, this morning. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. Hallelujah. I was worshiping this morning. And as I was worshiping and praising the Lord this morning, the Lord gave me this. Genesis 2, 7. Hmm, Just bear with me. I'm sorry, I've missed it now. Where it says, when the Lord made man, the Lord made man from the dust of the earth. And then he breathed on man. And man became a living being. I must got this, um, the verse wrong. And this morning I heard the choir singing, the breath of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is in this house. God is in this house. Some said the world was made by a bang, a big bang. What are ignorant souls they are. We have the privilege to know the living God. And we know the word of the Lord. And this is the word the Lord has said. He made man and he breathed on man and we became a living being. We deliberating on thanksgiving in women's meeting. So today we're going to thank God and bless God for the breath of life. We are alive today because of his breath. We have the knowledge of the most high God because we are born again. We are of God. We are of God when we know him well because we are in CFT where we are taught about the God of the whole universe. Lift up your voice and begin to just bless God. Father God, we thank you Lord this morning. We bless your name, King of Kings. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Thank you because we are alive today because of your breath. Many do not know this, my Father, but you have given us insight into who you are in us, oh God. Thank you for the spirit of revelation that is in CFC. Thank you, Lord, for the spirit of knowledge of your word. Jehovah, we thank you. We bless your name, oh God. We give you praise. We give you the honor. Lord God, we ask, oh God, that this morning you breathe on us afresh. Breathe on us afresh. Every organ that is dysfunctioning, every organ that is that is dying, my God and my King, we say breathe on us, oh God. Let life come into every pancreas. Let life come into every heart. Let life come into every kidney. Let life come into every skin. My God and my King, breathe on us afresh this morning. Breathe on us afresh this morning. Let every organs begin to function as they ought to. Let healing come unto your people this morning. Let your name be praised this morning. Show yourself mighty in this service this morning. As that which you're going to do in the 33 convention. As that which you have done of God for the past 33 years my Lord. Jehovah we bless your name this morning. A thousand times you said enough to praise you. Lord we praise you. We praise 
praise you. We praise you. We bless your name for your goodness. We thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Oh, continue to thank the Lord. Don't stop. Continue to thank the Lord. Because the Bible says that once in a year, the priest, the high priest will enter. He will enter the sanctuary once in a year. And he will offer sacrifice. But Jesus entered for us once and for all. So today we are here. We are not standing here for the priest to do it for us. We are here because Jesus has entered the sanctuary once and for all. Oh, thank the Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can come to the inner sanctuary, that we can enter, oh God, Father, the high place. My God and King, we give you all the praise, for you have made us, oh God, like a priest forever, in the order of Melchizedek. We give you praise, Lord. We give you praise, Lord. We stand here because of your infinite mercy. We give you all the praise, Lord, that we can come, oh God, before your throne of grace. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. I know we don't take thee for granted at all when we come before his throne of grace because it's by his grace we will have been you know slaughtering lamb and goats and sheep I wonder how many blood will be here how we will clean it but we come here so whenever we come let's continue to thank the Lord for the privilege to be at his presence amen the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 4 we are praying for the man of God that will minister today the Bible says verse 12 for the word of God is alive and active sharper than any double-edged sword it penetrates even the living divinely it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joins and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart and that's another translation the intent of the heart so we're going to pray that father as your word will come today let it be active alive let your word be sharper than any double shield that will penetrate and divide my soul that will speak to me and will heal the sick let's begin to pray lord we want to thank you for your word oh god that you are prepared the bible says the word of god is alive and active we thank you because your word oh god father today is alive it's active your word oh lord father is sharper than any double-edged sword today oh lord it will penetrate even and to dividing the source and the spirit your word of god father will be your lord dividing the god and penetrating the god and the joints and the marrows father it will judge the thoughts and the attitude of the minds and the hearts in the name of jesus let your word come O lord father to heal the sick let your word of god come to give direction to the confused in the name of jesus let your word come O lord in power my lord and king to break every chain break every chain break every chain break every chain in the name of jesus let your word of god come Lord, to dwell in the heart forever we pray to you in the name of jesus let your word come in power oh god let your word come in power oh god in the name of jesus lord we give you praise thank you lord in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank God. Because we have the confidence to enter the most holy place 
by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so this morning, as we begin our meeting, I would like us all to read from the book of Psalm 24 with an uplifted right hand. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. And be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. The great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving toward all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. 
my mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Uh, opening hymn.
today we read that you entered into the holy of holies, Jesus, with your own blood. Not the blood of goats, not the blood of bulls, but the precious, sinless, divine blood. You entered into the holy of holies and declared our freedom. So today we can come before your presence with confidence and with assurance. We are here to bow before you, O God, and say not unto any man, not unto any man, but unto the name of Yahweh be all the glory, be all the worship, be all the praise, O God. Thank you for who you have made us to be. Thank you, O God. This morning the gathering of the people shall be unto you. And all eyes look up unto you, O God. Sweet Holy Spirit, declare the counsel of God to us. Heal the sick, O God. Bring a word of direction to the confused. Set somebody who is bound free. Let the word of the Lord come in power and in mind. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, O God. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your holy angels. Even in the course of the teaching of your word, cause us to see the visions of the Lord and to hear from the throne room. We bless you, we honor you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together. Do it better, do it better, do it better. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Now hear this. I want to make sure that within the hour we do some serious spiritual business. Now I want you to turn to your brother or your sister and say it's good to see you in church. The season has changed and thank you for changing your approach. Amen. Come on, let's put our hands together for the ministry. Come on, let's appreciate them as they take their seat. Hallelujah. Kadas Italia. Do it better, celebrate them, do it better, do it better. Hallelujah. All right. Amen. Now take your seat in the presence of God. It's good to see you. When I saw Pastor Fumi, I was so glad. Hallelujah. She's the source of inspiration to my wife and the family. Amen. Now, straight away we want to go into the word of the Lord. I want you to seriously be very attentive because I believe that what God has given to us this morning has a direct link with what he's doing in the house. Amen? And one of the things you will know that anytime God is set up for his prophetic agenda, he announces his intentions and purposes. This morning we are looking at a subject, the keys to provoke the visitation of God. The keys to provoke the visitation of God. 
let me give you the background Friday in fact within this season the spirit of God has been making a demand on me that there is such an intention and the purpose of God in the house and he's calling all of us to rise up to the call he's given to us as a church and as individual in relation to the mandate given to this house and on Friday I decided that I will shut myself up and seek the face of God and I did that throughout the whole day fasting I didn't want to see sun, the sun but I had no choice because my kids had to leave the house and I had to but this is and after that season the spirit of God made certain clear revelations about the word we are looking at this morning then last night around about 10 when we were having our prayer meeting I just received a call from our father in the Lord say Pastor Ben get ready to minister but as soon as I saw it I knew that it was already set up so from Friday I was clear with the message of God to us as a people amen and now we are looking at keys that provoke the visitation of God now how many of you remember that the father in the Lord our father in the Lord has told us what happened for him to start this whole commission I will dive into that in a minute but when we say the visitation of God visitation of God what is visitation of God when you study the scriptures and you look through the provisions of the examples and what scripture teaches you will come up with this definition or this understanding visitation of God is the sovereign move of God in the affairs of his people to establish his will or counsel according to his purpose or his will in a set timing let me reverse it visitation of God is the sovereign move of God in the affairs of his people to establish his will or purpose or counsel according to his intent or design in his set timing in other words you can say the visitation of God is a divine intervention in the affairs of his people to establish his will are we on the same page so when we say visitation of God we are talking about an event we are talking about an, an orchestration from heaven where heaven interferes or step into the activities or the affairs of his people according to his predetermined counsel and his own timing now you will understand from the book of Isaiah 50, uh, Isaiah 46 verse 10 that it is said I made known the end from the beginning from ancient times I say my counsel will stand and I will do what I please do you remember that scripture 
That presupposes to mean that before God takes any project, there is a predetermined, organized purpose and agenda in place. And he also announces his intention and his plans to his servants who are elect and who are aligned to him. So when God wanted to start this commission, he elected a servant called Alfred A.T.B. Alfred Theophilus Baba Twinde Williams. And he came to him, he told us the story, I'll go to that, and said, Son, I have appeared to you. Go back to London and begin the work. And he said this to him, For this reason I created you, and I will be with you. And this is what our Father and the Lord described to us. He said, He was at the table with his spiritual parents, and then all of a sudden, the woman who was praying began praying in tongues for a long time. And after the tongues, she said, That sayest the Lord to my servant, or to my son Alfred. This will be your last meal. After this, you will not see the sun. Take any food or water for three days. For what I am about to reveal to you. This is what our Father in the Lord told us. You see, I'm a student of this man. And then he said, when he told him, all of a sudden... That God who told him, that woman that gave that prophecy, he left the table and then locked himself up in praying and fasting. Made up his intentions that he will see the sun for three days. And on the third day, this is where I'm going with all that I'm saying, there was a visitation. And in the visitation, he was sitting down and a man from the highest heavens came through his wall. Something like the man had a carpet in his hands and he rolled it and walked into his house. Watch this. Then as soon as he saw the man, he was lying there, something that looks like him, which is his spirit, came out of his body that was lying down. So he could see the image or the object or the vessel called Alfred, which is the body. And the spirit came out. And when the spirit came out, the man took him, which is Jesus, and they flew through the air into London. Then he took him to places. When he got here, he saw where he was because he had lived in London. And there was great move of God such that people could not find a place to sit. People came in thousands and millions. I'm reporting what our Father and the Lord told me. Because this what I'm saying is one of my points. You must be a student of prophecy. In other words, you must be conscious about what God says. Because he does not, he does not do things haphazardly. He does things according to the counsel of his will. So those who are like the sons of Issachar, who have understanding into the times of God, they become pliable in the hands of the master, and he uses. Hence, our father said, when the, when the master took him, there was great move of God in London. This is all these things were happening in the spirit. And then 
he took him from London to other parts of UK he said and then the man brought him back Jesus brought him back again to London afterwards they flew back to Lagos in Nigeria then he said go back and start the work for this reason I created you and then he said to us he was giving a gown a robe, a staff and the word of God now this is what I'm saying when God had an intention for his people he visited a vessel that was ready and was in alignment with his agenda and made known to him his intentions and purpose just as we read in Isaiah 46 verse 10 he made known the end from the beginning from ancient times I say my purpose will stand and I will do what I please so it means when you and I come to the kingdom we don't do what we think we want to do there is an agenda from heaven in fact God said it this way to Moses be careful to build the tabernacle according to the pattern that I showed you why because in Exodus chapter 25 in doing so you will make it possible for me to come and dwell amongst you so building according to the specifications allows it or makes it possible for God to be trapped in human sense are you with me when you alter the patterns God cannot stay in it is like saying do you not know that your body is the temple of the living God you are not your own you were bought with a price so honor God for God live inside of you so if you understand the principle you cannot just do things anyhow with this body because it houses his presence am I going somewhere with some is somebody getting what I'm saying so that is to say when you and I get saved you don't serve God on your terms I don't serve God on my terms there is a set pattern and until you serve God that way you don't have a visitation I've made the point clear I make sure my wife told me make sure you keep to the time I say yes madam Mercy, say mercy. Now, so when you line up with that agenda of heaven, then heaven is obliged to come to you to make things that are not yet happened known to you. So that you walk with what I call an advanced knowledge. You are living amongst people, but you are years ahead of them because somebody called the Holy Spirit came to you and gave you a secret or mystery nobody has access to and that is one of the strong secrets of our father in the Lord that's for another day so the Bible said when God is ready to make his intentions he looks for a vessel and when our father in the Lord told us this, he has said the story, he began adjusting himself to fulfill the purpose. And he has told us all the visions and the encounters that led to where we are. Now, what is the lesson? Anytime 
when God wants to do a major move, come in the midst of his people. Remember, I've said to you, a visitation of God is that sovereign move of God where he interjects, where he steps into the affairs of his people and then begins to orchestrate, align things so that they fall as he wants them to be in his timing. Now, if God is going to do this, there are certain things that will provoke that. I said to you, you must be able to line up, make those things happen. And when it happens, then you can have the visitation. One of them is, when the woman told our father in the Lord, don't see the son for three days. Don't eat or drink for three days. If he had disobeyed that, what do you think would have happened? No way. So from the first start, he had to align himself to that prophecy. Then that prophecy also said, I am about to tell you things you do not what? No. The moment you align yourself, mysteries and revelation comes. Now, why this message? God said to us that this time... We are at the verge of that breaking out into what he told our father in the Lord in February 1984. Which then means that every one of us here should be alert and positioned aright. Am I okay? Now, to do that, it is one, a personal decision as a believer and as a member of this house. And two, it is a corporate decision that we all decide that our time of visitation is up and we will not let it pass us. Is that okay? By changing the way we move. So, in the which past, God began pushing me to read the book written by our father in the Lord my encounters with Jesus and with his angels when I started reading the book now I have read it but he told me to read it again and it's as if he opened me up differently so in the visitation of God where he told us his word he has made us the intention of God for this house In the summary, our Father in the Lord said, This church is raised by God to be a catalyst or to stir people up to the point that through the ministration of this house, many that are bound, many that are held in captivity will come to surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ through the power of the Spirit. For this reason, the cloud in United Kingdom will have to shift. That is why God raised this house. And He has brought you and I to be part of this family. The first thing that happens to you, and you and I have to note, is that then it means heaven has located you, counted you and I, worthy to be part of His business. Are you with me? It's not only our Father in the Lord. He was the vessel God used. But you and I stepping here, we have joined hands with the assignment and commission of heaven. The way you understand it will determine how you give yourself to it and your resource. So this morning, God said as you announced to us, 
Christ's faith tabernacle, we are set for the visitation of God. The move of God. Now, we're going to look at two examples, biblical examples, how people in the old provoked the visitation of God and maximized the visitations of God and affected their generation. Is somebody with me? God. How do we see? Let's look through scriptures. In this house, if you're not a student of scripture, you cannot survive. The point is, you know, our Father and the Lord is, uh, I call him the living Bible. <laughs> he loves scripture. And I said, I would look after that and follow. Now turn with me, let's look at these two examples. One from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament. In the book of Jeremiah 25. The first example, the people of Israel had disobeyed against God. And you, you and I know the story. Because of the teachings of Mama Omar, the book of Jeremiah. And God said that I will let you go into captivity for 70 years. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 25. And this was the prophecy of Jeremiah. Let's read it. Jeremiah 25. Let me start from 8. Therefore the Lord Almighty says, Because you have not listened to my words, I will summon all the peoples of the north and my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. It amazes me to see God calls Nebuchadnezzar his servant. That tells you that God can use any vessel, no matter who you think. Did you see God is calling Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar was one of the wickedest, I say wickedest king. But you know what? In relation to the assignment of God, he was pliable in the hands of God. So God referred to him as his what? Servant. Are you, is somebody with me? Okay. And then the Bible said, he said, I will deploy my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, declares the Lord. I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants and against all the surrounding nations. I will completely destroy them and make them an object of horror and scorn and everlasting ruin. I will banish from them the sounds of joy, gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, the sound of milestones and and the light of lamp. The whole country will become desolate wasteland. These nations will serve the king of Babylon 70 years. Did you hear that? You see, uh, people of God, if you understand this, it is for your own good to obey and keep the ordinances of God. When you give your life to God. Time wouldn't permit me. In the book of Jeremiah 7, 27. God said that it was not the sacrifices that I wanted when I redeemed you. In fact, I wanted a relationship between me and you. Such that I will become your God, you will become my people. But in order to do that, I instituted rituals. 
and that were to be a bait to let you come to me. But my intention behind those rituals I asked you to do was not for you to bring me cows and booths, but for me to build a relationship. So because you did not realize that instead of going up, you are going down. Let's read it. Some of you are looking at my face. Jeremiah 7. That is not where I'm going. 721. Let's read it together. Jeremiah 7. This is what the Lord Almighty says. The God of Israel says to you. Go ahead. Add your burnt offerings to your other sacrifices and eat the meat yourselves. Did you hear? It, it sounds like God is angry here. Or it sounds like God is not happy with what is happening. Let's read it. Then he said... For when I brought your forefathers out of Egypt and spoke to them, I did not just give them commands about bent offerings. Is it not God who gave them the bent offerings commands? It's Him. The Leviticus we are reading, you will see so many sacrifices. It was God who did that. But the motive behind that was to get them to understand that He needs relationship. Is somebody getting this? I know I am speaking by the Spirit of God. So, then he said, But I give them this command, Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. In other words, I want to be your God, not somebody being an intermediary between me and you. I want to personally relate to you. As my people and as my own bona fide property. Is it not every day our Father in the Lord keeps on saying this? Uh, whatever He can do, you can do the same thing. Because the same God that made Him so is in us. That is what He's trying to say. That the God who made me so can make you so. I am not different from you. The difference is that I have chosen to crucify myself and I've given my will to Him that I say, Yes, Lord. And that's where the issue is. Is somebody with me? Then He said, I give my walk in all the ways I command you that it will go well with you. The ultimate reason why God tells us in church is that for our personal and our corporate corporate what? Good. God doesn't ask you to bring your tithe because he will have money. He says the the thousand cattle on the hill belongs to me. And he says that the silver and the gold is mine. So when you bring your tithe, you are not doing God's favor. In fact, you are making God, uh, you are making him to rebuke the devourer for your sake. Uh, Do you know that there are certain adversaries you cannot see them? But God sees them when they are plotting. So when you put the tight there, he begins to knock them. Knock them. You see what I'm doing? And you have the liberty. So when you don't do that, he says, I will personally make sure that the devourer will eat what you have toyed for. (laughs) So is it not for your own good to keep to obey God? I will give him 90%. So some people who have had this revelation, they give God more than the 10%. It's not a struggle. Friday, I sat my wife down, I told her some things, got her, and he says, ah, now nah, I understand. 
Now, why? Because the intention of God is that you will obey Him, I obey Him. He will become our God. You will be able to hear Him. I said, when I was reading the encounters, I said, Hey God, so these things happen to our Father in the Lord. When you read that book, he said, one guy who was the music director, God help me with the time. <laughs> he said he came to the church, and when he came to the church, before the guy came, when the church began, God had told him that he would be his choir director, and he will marry a woman who is a keyboardist. So the first day the guy walked through, the church, the doors of the church. He took him to the front to the choir, gave him his guitar, and said, that lead them. Everybody was shocked. And said, Sir, how do you know that? He said, Before you came, God told me who you were. And then when it was time for the guy to, go, to get married, he brought a lady to Apostle. Apostle said, This is not the woman I saw. He went to America. You go into that book, you will see. I said, What? This is what I want. This makes God real. Are you with me? You didn't need to cajole somebody. When it happened this way, no wonder that apostle is strange. Because his encounters and dealings of God are like what is in the Bible. I said, God help me to live up to that. Then in the book again, I don't know how I will do the time. Wherever it goes, I'll stop. He says again, to have an encounter of God, you must be desperately passionate about seeking God. So throughout the book, he said, his quest of obeying the hours of prayer was because he wanted to say, Jesus, who are you? How do you look like? You are my savior. I've not seen you. Can you make yourself a... Do you see that a person of such hunger, it will not be a problem for him to, uh, to keep the hours of prayer? To seek him. Because his heart is longing for, because proof of desire is pursued. If you want something, the proof of it is what? You pursue it. So some of us say, I want to know you, God. But you know what? Even one hour prayer on the prayer line, you don't come. And then say, mercy. <laughs> your Bible reading, you don't have time to. Do you not know that God knows your heart and your intentions? And in the book, he said, so as he kept on and that is why he speaks so passionately about the hours of prayer because if you are passionate you will push things away father I told my wife you know what I know sometimes you want to do something in the house but when it hits certain times 12 midnight hours of prayer and you are doing something I don't care what you are doing push them aside are you getting what I'm saying? because we have a revelation because those times are spiritual portals what does that mean? They are openings in the spirit. Anyone who is, a sensitive, who is sensitive can pick up things. He has explained to us. This is not part of my message. So, <laughs> mercy, I need mercy. He said, so anyone who wants to see God pushing food aside... And fasting, you know some of us when we are fasting, we go and pass the kitchen. 
Even on the first, second, third, when the church is supposed to fast. And he doesn't force us because he wants it to build relationship. So you have to initiate that. That I want this flesh to die. So first, second, third, no matter what kind of business I do, I will lay down this flesh for spiritual business. You know, don't you know that God is watching all those things? And so you say that, oh God, take me higher. He said, you are not ready yet, son. You need some cookies. And so, why? Because the things that have been given to you, which are meant to be for your good, you are taking them for granted. So he said to them, walk in the ways I command you that it may go well with you. Then go to the next one. That's where I love This was not part of my sermon, no. He said, but they did not listen or pay attention. Note that phrase. They did not listen, which is an act of your will. Like as I'm speaking, you would decide which way you would turn to. You can choose to pay attention to the voice of the one who lives forever. And then be carried on the wings of the visitation of God. Or choose to say, oh, we have heard this too long. Only to realize that it was not for your good. But that will not be our portion. Then the Bible says that instead, this is where it said, instead they followed the stubborn inclinations of their evil what? Somebody say mercy. Mercy. I said to my wife every morning, I said, I want to come here before, and I know I have to be here and pray. But you have got these three baggages with you. Kids, when you stay here, somebody will read really here, somebody will do this. Before you say, Jack, the time is up. I said to my wife, you know what? You take the car. I will go, and you come later. But in the midst of that, those kids were blessing from God. So we have to adjust our way of doing things. I woke up in the middle of the night, 4 a.m., we were up again. I said, me and you, we are doing the ministry together. And after something, I said, honey, you go and sleep. We woke up again, get the kids. I'm trying to say that we have to make room for what God wants to do. To let him know that we are serious for what he has said. That's all that I'm going with what I'm saying. So instead of the people adjusting, they still held on to their stubborn things they are doing. For how long would you continue to serve God this way and want to see visions? It can't happen. I went, the first time I came here, when our father and the Lord said that he was in a meeting and he was sitting there and God opened the back of his the, the back, the eyes at his back. And he was sitting down here. He was sitting in a meeting, yet facing here, but he could see things behind. I said, Ewo, I need. I need that. And he could pick up things that were going on. When I went home, I said, I want the God of A.T.B. Williams. God, I want to see him. I refuse to be an ordinary preacher. Because it becomes easier when your God can be proven. 
So, listen, the next phrase says, they went backwards instead of what? Going forward. Because they chose to stick to their stubborn inclination. Please, it is time to adjust our ways. It is time, if we want a visitation. So, when the visitation of God is up, you have to adjust to the order and the pattern of God. That's where, that was where I was. Now, we are looking at the first scripture. Example, what time is it, please? <laughs> Thank you, man. Daniel chapter 9. The scripture we read in Jeremiah 25. We heard that Jeremiah... Okay, let's read again 25. So that we all come on the same page. Jeremiah 25. Verse 11. Jeremiah 25, 11. This whole country will become a, a desolate wasteland. And these nations will serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. Look at the verse 12. But when the 70 years are fulfilled, I will punish the king of Babylon, referring to Nebuchadnezzar, and its nation, the land of the Babylons, for their guilt, declares the Lord, and I will make it desolate forever. So, God, through the prophet Jeremiah, announced that for what his people have done, they will be in captivity for 70 years. And after 70 years, he will come and visit them and lift up the yoke of the oppressor and restore them. So when that 70 years was up, a student of prophecy by name Daniel, by this time he was also in captivity. In the chapter 9 of Daniel 1 and 2, Bible said, Then in the first year of Darius, the son of Tazis, a meet by descent, who made a ruler over the Babylonian kingdom, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood from scriptures, according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem will last for 70 years. So, when the 70 years was up, Daniel, who was a student of prophecy and who followed prophetic promises, remembered through the study of the books and keeping records of the oracles of God, said the 70 years is what up. Now, now this is where Daniel triggered in the visitation of God. Bible said, when he understood, look at the verse 3, what he did. Let's all of us read together. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3. Church, let's go. So, I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer, in petition, in fasting, and in sackcloth, and in ashes. So, when Daniel understood that 70 years of captivity must be accomplished, the next thing he did was that he aligned himself. He said, I turn to the Lord. Number one key for provoking 
divine visitation as we saw from that is you must be a student of prophecy or the promises of God or scripture and Pastor Debbie has been doing that beautiful when an apostle gives things she's like the scribe do you know what if you cannot keep records of prophetic dreams God gives to you and things how would you take the time to investigate and invest into that I can remember and recollect the things God has spoken through our Father in the law. If you don't keep track of it, there is every proof that you won't pursue it. Is that true? So the first key of provoking the visitation in that, you must be a student of what God speaks, His decrees, His intentions. Because He speaks, He reveals things. I'll tell you one of the things He showed. And not only that, you must be conscious. It must be in front of you. It shouldn't leave you because our Father in the Lord recently made a statement. A life without a prophetic guidance ends in confusion. Did you remember that? Just last week he said it. What it means is that our life was set by God with order. And you need a prophetic insight. A prophetic insight is just a revealed mind of God to you. That's what the meaning of prophecy is. And you need that to align yourself. Like the man wanted to marry the first lady. The prophetic insight that she is not the one, even though she looks like a potential candidate. The second one is the one because destiny is ahead of you. I said to the ladies and the young men in the house, you want a wife, you want a woman, clearly, you have to. He to this house, our father and the Lord said, I got my wife with open vision, to the extent that I saw what happened on my wedding day. So if I'm a young man, I'm not married, I just step into that anointing. In some places, you don't have it that way. Some will give you three steps. If the lady looks this way, she has this and has that. It's good. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that connection and union is to fulfill destiny. And it is only God who tells the end from the beginning. So before you connected with that lady, he would have surveyed her desires, what he wants, whether he will be able to cope with the pressure. Do you see how mama has to fly with papa wherever he goes? And if you are the lady who loves your flesh, you can't do that job. Aside the fasting and other things. So, God will give you that insight. But you need to. So the first key is what? Be a student of what? Prophecy. Or the promises of God. Or the scriptures. Sometimes you are reading the scripture and God says to you, you cannot be barren. That is a prophecy to you. It's what we call Rima. It jumped from the scripture to you. You go there and the doctor tells you that your fallopian tube has got this. You said, the devil, you a liar. I had God clear. And this is my portion. Then the devil knows that you have the ammunitions to fight him. Are you with me? Number two. Not only did Daniel was a student of prophecy. He said. Number three. From Daniel now. He said. Then I turned my face to the Lord. And 
I sought him. Which means, number two key, is that you must turn from distractions and make a commitment that till you hear from God, you see God, till God comes and give you understanding, you're not shifting. There's different from saying that I want some pastor to tell me what God is saying. You know those people when they pray this, shamama, shamama, shamama. The next day he wants you to tell him what God is saying. But that same voice you want to hear can come to you direct. If you stay there. So Daniel turned his face to the law. And sought God. Let me check my time. He turned to the Lord Let's read it Daniel chapter 9 verse number 3 So I turned to the Lord And pleaded with him In prayer And petition In fasting And in sackcloth And in ashes For Daniel's case He understood that What led them into that situation was sin so in his prayer, he conversed the sin, when you, when you go take time to read it, the sin of the nation and identify and pleaded mercy from God. Do you see that? And said, God, you are right in punishing us because we have disobeyed. But in your anger, remember mercy. For your name's sake and for your covenant, remember mercy. Because of time, I wouldn't want to. But, but the point I'm saying that this is a very elite intercessor. An intercessor who prays with revelation and wisdom, insight. Are you with me? Because he kept records of the books and the prophetic decrees. He could align and ask God. And the verse 17 and 18, let's read that. 17 and 18. In fact, now our God, hear the prayers and the petitions of your servant. For your sake, O God, look with favor on your desolate sanctuary. Look at, can you imagine that the church in England says that they will bless Homo? The very institution which God said, I hate. How could that happen? It tells you that something has shifted. And we cannot play church as usual. It cannot. Because God, apart from what he says in the written, he said, I I hate that act. So a representative of the church, or it shouldn't even be accepted in the culture of the church. But for it to happen means that Things are shifting. And the church have to rise up. So the Bible said, Daniel said, for your name's sake, don't reject this, your sanctuary. Now look at verse 18 and 19. Give ye, O God, open your eyes and see the desolation of the city that bears your name. We do not make requests of you because we are righteous. Why? Because he knew what they have done. Did you get what I'm saying? If you are praying with knowledge and insight, you know how to speak aright. <laughs> and then he went on and said, 
go to 19. Lord, listen, forgive, O Lord, and hear and act for your sake. Um, oh God, do not delay because your city and your people bear your name. Now, as he prayed this, look at the verse 21. This is a man who has aligned himself or who is provoking the visitation of God. Look at the verse 21 and 22. While I was still in prayer, praying, Gabriel... The man I had seen in the earlier vision came to me in swift flight. Tell somebody, there is a visitation coming. There is a visitation coming. There is a visitation coming. You see, for in our case, God told our father in the Lord in that vision, if you have not heard his story, he said, when Jesus came to him, he said, come, go to London and start the work. And he showed him specifically which, what to do and what to happen. And so what we are doing now is we are minding the business of heaven, the commission of heaven. We are fulfilling together with our Father in the Lord. And then... The way we do things is not what we feel or what we think. It is about what was given to him. So when he said this, the angel said, look at this, verse 22. He instructed me and said to me, Daniel, I have now come to give you insight and what? Understanding. You remember I told you at the beginning that... If you align yourself or provoke God for visitation, you can have what we call an advanced knowledge. We all live in the church, but you are operating on certain principles by virtue of your relationship. God gives you insight. So when the angel came, he said, Daniel, because you have aligned yourself, let me give you a bit more information and insight. An insight is a revealed knowledge and wisdom that will make you to act appropriately. Is that okay? So, in the days of famine, when people are struggling, you'll be making what? Plenty. Because you have an advanced information. But you have to provoke it. So, number three key for provoking is that, as, as we see here, when Daniel was praying, I am sure he was expecting an encounter. How do I know? Because for the days he sat, when he had not received an answer, he did not quit. He kept staying there. This is my conviction that he knew that an answer will come through. So if God has told you, or if God has assured you that I will come through for you, or you are believing God for a direction once you go into your prayer closet you have aligned yourself with the prophecies you have turned your face from distractions and seeking God and the answer has not come you don't quit did you get what I'm saying? because something is cooking behind the scene he is rearranging things when he is through did you hear our father in the Lord? he said when he started the fasting God did not come the first day 
the second day, the third day, because the instruction was that don't see the sun three days, don't eat and don't drink. On the third day, as he was there, the Spirit of God, trust me, the only thing you can trust is the prophetic word of God. It cannot fail. So number three, key to provoke it, you must expect. Expect an encounter. That is why I believe that this convincing something will happen. At my workplace, I told them last year, they didn't give me. I said, this year, I am gone. I'm taking off. Not only for the convention, before I am seeking God. Because when I read through that encounter, there are many things. Did you also see in that book, there was a woman who had an unexplainable situation in the church. Apostle said he kept on praying for her. And it looks as if every day as he prays, the situation continues. Because the heart of a pastor is to see the flock what? Flourishing. Then one night, she t- apostle took the matter into prayer. Now, listen again. So if we are a man of God who was not bet in the pl- place of prayer, how would you do that? Because in the night, you have to leave your comfort zone and begin to take that flock and go before God. He said he kept on praying, praying, praying. Then an angel of the Lord came to him and said, follow me. He left his body. And he brought him to a place like a pit. And that place was the village of demons. They have tied people behind the heart. And the angel said to him that look. When he looked, the woman he has been praying for has been tied there. And the angel said go and lose her. They lose her. They flew. You know the story. Okay, I'll end there. If you want the true story, go and read the book. <laughs> The, the short end of the story was that when he lose the woman the next day, all the problems were ceased. So her physical condition had a spiritual source. Without that insight, no matter the prayers and the counseling, the situation would have remained. And it is in the place of prayer you receive that. Shall we upstand it? So now you are going to make a choice. Say, God, I lay myself on the altar. I know you commission your servant. I thank you for making me part. I give myself out. I refuse to let anything distract me. Listen, I said those of us that have been here for long, listen to this. I'm speaking this by the Spirit of God. You have seen apostle move in some areas. And it should ginger you to go some. Because you see, I don't know about you. It is very rare to have men like this. Oh, they talk about things. But they cannot refer to encounters as this. I would rather have a living example. Because I can walk in his footsteps. Do you get what I'm saying? Now you, not those who have been here long, all of us, because we are all here now. So God, I give myself out. I rip myself of distractions and give myself, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your voice. Is somebody praying? 
Is somebody praying? Is somebody praying? Is somebody? Come on, lift up your voice. Come on. Shit at the back. 
said, don't take that, man, that young man out. Bring him in. There is a movement of the Spirit of God. The same song. Please bring that young man in. Lift up your right hand. Say, I say yes to the will of God. I say yes to your ways. I lay down my way. Come on, lift up your voice and begin to pray. Come on, things are shifting. Oh, come on. I see our eyes have been opened. Bring that young man in. Please. Come on! Come on! 
want to bless you. Thank you for your touch. Thank you for visiting us. Thank you for healing the sick. If you are sick with any migraine, with any infirmity, I see the angels of God taking sicknesses away. Yes. Thank you, God. That issue with child conception, that oppression has been broken. Uh, you see, some of you are still in the house, but you have not seen the light. And I see the Spirit of God taking that blind away from your eyes. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. To you be the glory. To you be the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I want to thank God for what God has done in today's service. Thank you, Pastor Ben. The Lord will strengthen you and renew you and refill you in Jesus' name. Offering time. Offering time. Okay, we want to take our offering right now. And on the board, we will see the, the details if you pay online. Or if you pay, you want to pay cash, I would have expected that you would have picked up an envelope while you are on your way coming. But if you need an envelope, can you? Can we all sit down, please? While we prepare our offering, if you need an envelope, can you please raise up your hand for ushers to see you and give you an envelope? And while you fill your envelope, please fill in the details as it's required on the face of the envelope. And then while you're on your way back, you will see an ark. And I will, we will expect to get it dropped in the ark. Praise the Lord. So while we prepare our offering, I will just share with us from Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 16 and 17. Three times a year all your males shall appear before the Lord your God in the place where he chooses, at the feast of unleavened bread, at the feast of weeks, and at the feast of tabernacles, and they shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God, which he has given you. Praise the Lord. So I will believe that we have not come here empty-handed. Just as the scriptures have said, that we should not come here empty-handed or appear before the Lord empty-handed. And that we should give according to our ability, whatever God has put in your heart, you know, to pay as an offering. Just put it in an envelope or do it via transfer, as it's written on the, on the, on the board. Praise the Lord. Can we all rise? If we have completed that, and the ushers to, I mean, sorry, the choir to lead us on worship. Hallelujah. Amen. Bless you, Lord Jesus, we give you glory. Hallelujah. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. 
us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you for this day you have made. We thank you for this privilege, O God Almighty, to bring our offering, our tithes, even before you. We have just read that you have instructed us that we should not come here empty-handed, appear before you empty. And Lord God Almighty, I pray, as you have declared unto us 90 days of abundance, Father, paraventure, whoever or someone has come here empty-handed, O God, by reason of no lack, we pray, Lord, that at least the beginning of this 30 days, O God, of the 90 days, O God, let it be fulfilled over their lives in Jesus' name. Lord, as many as have come here because they recognize they could not appear before you empty. We pray, Lord God Almighty, let their living trust, O God, be multiplied in the name of Jesus. Heavenly King of glory, we thank you. This is your holy offering that are brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this sacrifice. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Can we all have our seat, please? Hallelujah. Thank you very much, uh, Aster Tate team. I am sure that we have all been blessed today. What an exciting time we're living in. The Lord has been speaking to us over the months from the end of last year, from October through to December, through to the beginning of this year, up to last week, and again today. He's emphasizing the same thing. And we are blessed to be in this house. I'm blessed to be in this house. I'm sure that you are also. Pastor Ben, the Lord bless you and continue to increase you, refill you, and his purpose for your life will be fulfilled even unto the end of your days in Jesus name. Amen. Just a few quick announcements uh, before we close the meeting. First I'd like to welcome anyone who is visiting with us, worshipping with us for the first time today. If it's your first time today here at CFT Cathedral, would you be kind enough to identify yourself? I can't see hands. You can wave. Proudly rise to your feet and let someone from Christ You are welcome. Welcome to Christ Faith Tabernacle. We're more on this side than that side. Uh, I don't know whether that's a function of when you come into the sanctuary, but you are all welcome and I am sure you have been blessed. If you do not belong to a Bible-believing church, you are welcome to join us here in all of our meetings. We uh, believe in looking after the spiritual, but also the physical. And therefore, with the forms that the ushers have given you, please complete them and hand them back to the 
ushers at the end of the meeting. And if we can be a blessing to you in any other way, please do not hesitate to get in touch with someone. The church office is on your way out, uh, but with the information you've provided, someone will be in touch with you. And the Lord bless you. You have come at a great time because this is the season that the Lord proclaimed through his servant, our father in the house, Apostle A.T.B. Williams, that we have entered into a season of 90 days of abundance and you will not miss out of that season in Jesus' name. The Lord bless you. I bring you greetings from our father and our mother. Uh, as you will know, they are in Ireland uh, on a mission trip. Nonetheless, they have been joining us on the prayer line every evening and I am sure that they have had the opportunity to join with us in this meeting this morning before the service in uh, Ireland. Uh, nonetheless, they continue to encourage us to hold on and to hold fast to that which we have been taught. If you haven't been joining the prayer line, please make it a point of duty to join the prayer line. It's free and it holds every evening. It ensures that we are all in tune with what God is doing. And God has been speaking so much. You know, Pastor Ben was talking about being in line, in tune, aligned to the prophecy and being a student of prophecy. You can't be a student of prophecy if you are not hearing when the prophecies are coming forth. So if you haven't been joining the prayer line, please make it a point of duty to join and the Lord bless you. Tonight we continue with our home groups. Home groups are at 7 p.m. in our different homes and we'll be reflecting on the book of Hebrews from chapters 1 to 10. Our prayer and communion service will also hold tonight at 9 p.m. online. And we're online on Zoom, YouTube, and free conference call. I always say prepare your uh, communion wine and bread ahead so you don't have to get up partway through to go and uh, prepare that. So you, 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 you've come prepared knowing that that is going to happen. You have already meditated and you continue with the flow of things. The Lord bless you. I would like to remind us also that our daily prayers hold and continue to hold this week at 9 o'clock on Zoom free conference call and Zoom YouTube I beg your pardon prayers will hold at 9 o'clock Monday, Tuesday Thursday and then on Wednesday we have our Bible study at 7pm online I'd like to also point out that our night vigil on Friday this week, previously announced to be in the cathedral, will be holding online. So Friday this week, Friday the 17th, our night vigil will be online. And the reason it's online is because the following day, which is Saturday the 18th, we have a marriage seminar which we'll be holding here at the cathedral. So you'd have had enough time to have a good rest and you can get to the cathedral in good time for marriage seminar at 12 noon. Uh, Apostle has also asked that it be announced that for everyone who has indicated to him and he has given a date for next year, for this year into next year. I think he's given dates up to March of next year. Everyone who has a date, a marriage date set and agreed with him must be in the marriage seminar. 
Uh, I'm sure in any case you'd be eager to be in the marriage seminar. But marriage seminar is not uh, uh, just for a select few. The marriage seminar is for everyone. And you can invite your friends or invite people who you know will benefit from hearing directly themselves. Lord bless you as we do that. If you are benefiting from something good, you want to share it with others. Uh, very quickly, uh, two quick announcements in respect of uh, the anniversary. One, if you are happy to volunteer with the transport team, and volunteering with the transport team means that you're able to help us with picking up some of our foreign guests or helping with uh, uh, the resources that are required by the Tabernacle women, please uh, leave your details in the church office after the service. Church office is just behind the reception. And if you are a woman and you would like to volunteer to support the uh, service during the anniversary period, please also leave your details with the church office. I'd like to remind the men that the Light of the Word meeting will hold at 7.30 p.m. on Thursday the 16th of February on Zoom, this is not on YouTube, on Zoom only, and the Bible character you'll be studying is Joshua. Please study in advance and endeavor to attend if you are a man in this house, Christ Faith Tabernacle. And Lord bless you as you attend. And finally, our anniversary, the 33rd anniversary of Christ Faith Tabernacle. I believe that the acetate team has got something. I'm sure you have a poster and I'm sure you have a video that you are probably going to uh, play from the apostle. I'll let them cue that up while I'm speaking. Yes, they'll cue. Just a quick reminder, the anniversary starts on Monday the 27th of February and it runs till Sunday the 5th of March. We'll have day sessions from Wednesday to Friday. The day sessions run from 10 a.m. in the morning and they finish at 3 p.m. in the afternoon from Wednesday the 1st of March to Friday the 3rd of March. But the evening sessions run every evening from Monday the 27th of February through to Friday the 3rd of March. And on Friday we will also have the Voice of Hope Choir International Concerts holding here. For those of you... I said the Voice of Hope international concerts holding here in the cathedral if you were not here during praise night and i'm sure you were here everyone had to be here you probably will have um, a higher level of what we had during praise night so make sure you are here in fact the whole point about saying make sure you are here i don't think anyone needs to say to anyone today after the message that you should make sure you are here because everyone is going to shift things you are going to push away those things that mean that you will not be in this sanctuary and I am confident that everyone nobody is going to exclude themselves from being under the the, the flaming pillar of fire in this house during the time of the convention 
move everything, I want to assure you, as our Father has been assuring us in all of his announcements before now, that this is the time. Now is the time concerning that which God has spoken to him over the years. And we will all come expecting an encounter. And if we are not expectant, well, you know, we know it. You don't get it. So come expecting an encounter. Our guests from uh, various nations will begin to arrive from next week. Not this week, but early next week. We have guests who begin to arrive all the way through to the beginning of the convention and through till the 5th of March. Um, And we know that uh, that which God has purposed for us in this time will come to full manifestation. Expect a visitation, expect an encounter. If the acetate team have got a video, have we? Yes, uh, we'll probably see that short video and then um, Pastor Debbie will take over to close the meeting. I hope you also have the Lord's Prayer queued uh, on acetate thereafter. Thank you very much and the Lord bless you. Join Apostle Alfred Williams and entire Christ Faith Tabernacle International Churches in their 33rd year anniversary and convention. Day Monday, 27th February through Sunday, 5th of March. Day Seminar, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Seminar Topic, 21st Century Leadership, End Time and Global Trend. The Role of Prophetic in the End Time. Navigating through global complexities, personal and spiritual development, and how all these interlock. Every evening, 7.30 p.m., divine intervention, prophetic and miraculous manifestation. Why not join Christ Faith Tabernacle in celebrating 33 glorious years of impacting nations and transforming lives? Venue, Ebenezer Building, CFT Cathedral, 186 Powers Street, Woolwich, London, SCA 16NL, Christ Faith Tabernacle, building overcomers for tomorrow. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, let's give the Lord a clap. Hallelujah. I know that God has prepared us in such a time like this. And with the message that we heard today, it's just timely. I believe that every one of us in the house, we have been shifted. Shifted from the place that you were before into the rightful place. This is a prophetic time. And we are prophetic people. So I want us to connect to what God is doing in the house. You know, when you go out here, don't allow any distraction from what you have heard today. The tape is already been recorded. For those of you who have not jotted things down, it's very important that when you come to the presence of the Lord, you jot things down. Because every one of us in this house, we have received one thing or the other today. Not what you've heard before, but today. A rhema word has come to you today. And if you have not listed anything down, Go back home. Replay the tape so that the Lord will minister to you. It's my prayer that the boss of the air will not snatch away the word from us. And also, the, the, all, the, all the challenges that we are going through will not choke the word from our hearts. 
For the word that has been planted in our hearts will bear fruit, hundredfold fruit. I made up my mind I'm not going to remain on the same level. I don't know about you. I'm not going to remain on the same level. I'm going deeper and I'm going higher. I'm not going backwards like the children of Israel. I'm going forward. Amen? Shall we rise? We're going to pray for our Father in the Lord. I believe that this time he will be ministering. I want us to thank God for what God did day one, day two, and now this is the grand family with our brethren in Ireland. I want us to lift up our voice and thank God for God's divine visitation in Ireland. I want us to thank God for the glory of God that descended upon the meeting, for the utterances, for the prophetic utterances, for our brethren that have been empowered, that have revived, for the ministers that have been empowered, they've gotten the tools, Lord, to win the whole of Ireland for Jesus. I want us to thank God for the glory of God that is upon his servant, for the word of the Lord that has come to him, for the anointing of God that is heavy upon his life, even right now that is ministering. Let's thank God for the river of God that is flowing through the mouth of the man of God. Let's thank God for the word of God that will not remain even in the ground, but the word of God will bring forth fruits, hundredfold fruits. Let's lift up our voice and begin to thank God and appreciate God because the mission is a success. Let's thank God because the Lord will bring back his servant, both Apostle T.B. Williams and Reverend Omar Williams in the power of the Holy Ghost. They will return in the power of the Spirit. The Lord will refresh him because he that watered shall be watered. Let's thank God because God will water him. God will refresh him. God will pour out a fresh unction upon him. God will open his eyes the more into the realm of the Spirit. You know, a pastor said today that God wants to give us advanced knowledge. You want to thank God for the advanced knowledge that is given to the man of God right now. The word of the Lord. The Bible says he declared the end from the beginning. Thank God. Thank God for it is raining right now over Ireland. It is raining right now over Ireland. Let's thank God for the testimony that is coming here with. Because we prayed and I know that God honor our prayers. And because God honor our prayers, is going to come back with testimonies. Let's thank God because he will come back with testimony to refresh our own soul, to revive us also. Begin to thank God for it. Father, we thank you for your divine visitation in Ireland. We bless your name for the rain that is falling right now. We thank for the river that is flowing right now. We thank for the healing that is taking place right now. We thank for the prophetic unction that is upon your servant right now. We thank you for using him as an oracle of God to speak for the word of God over Ireland. Thank you for chains that have been broken. Thank you for captives that have been set free. Thank you for the healing power of God. Thank you for many that have been convicted right now. Thank you for reviving the soul of many. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, because your servant will come and return in the power of the Spirit, testifying to the goodness of our God. We bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Pray for yourself right now, for the word that you have heard today. Pray that this word will bear fruit in you. Pray that you will obey God this week. Pray that you will obey God this week. When the Holy Spirit prompts you to do things, you want to pray that God, 
I will yield to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I will yield to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. When the Lord hears, when the Lord speaks to me, I will obey. When the Lord speaks to me, I will obey. I will not discard the word of the Lord. I will not despise the word of the Lord. I will obey. I will obey. And the word of God will bear fruit in me. Lord, we bless your name. To you be glory, honor, and praise. For in Jesus' mighty name we are prayed. While we remain standing, I want us to say the Lord's Prayer, if we can put it on the screen. And I don't want us to just preach the Lord's Prayer. Jesus taught us this prayer. So I want the purpose at which this prayer is being instructed to be made manifest in our lives. So I want us to pray it from our hearts. Our Father, who art in heaven, I will be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us all our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And while we are still standing, we declare the meeting closed by sharing the grace according to Hebrews 13, 20 to 21. Now may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Turn to your next neighbor and share the grace with them. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. And then prophesy to yourself and say, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.
Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance and shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious unto you. And may the Lord grant you peace. God bless you. Can we all be seated while the ushers lead us?